You're listening to the Canterbury Mornings Podcast with John McDonald from Newstalk ZB. It's that old line, isn't it? In fact, it's probably a tired old it's a, probably a tired old line now. Anyway, the line goes along the lines of it taking a village to raise a child. If I think about the literal meaning of that, I think about the many communities or villages uh, that we have in our lives, school communities, sports communities, the types of things that generally, through our kids, we meet and spend time with other people pretty much in the same boat. So if you think about a school community, there are parents helping each other out all the time, aren't they? Giving other people's kids a lift so they can get to certain activities. And in sports communities, some people are more than willing to put their hand up to help other people's kids follow their passions and build on any uh, talents they might have. But I think the village concept is a bit more broad than that. I think the village of being every one of us throughout the city, throughout the region and throughout the country. We're a village, you could say, uh, this might sound like times of the past, we're a village of about five million people. And when you look at it that way, I think a lot of people in the village aren't doing their bit for our kids. And I'm just as guilty as the next person because yesterday, when these latest child poverty sets came out, the ones that show that in the year to June 2022, there was no change at all, no improvement at all in the number of kids living in poverty. It was one in 10 last year and one in 10 the year before. And pretty much everyone I heard commenting on this yesterday said the same thing, that now we're in a cost of living crisis, the numbers will be worse. They won't be the same, they'll be worse. It's just that with official stats like these, they take time to gather and analyse. and So we're always looking at uh, how things are, or how things were, not necessarily how they are right now. But as I say, the general consensus on child poverty is that the situation will be even worse now than these latest stats tell us. But the thing is, what I'm getting at, the thing is, is that when I heard all this stuff yesterday, I'll put my hand up and admit it. When I, when I heard it, I wasn't outraged. I know I should have been, because I'm part of that village, remember, that it takes to raise a child. And I don't know whether it's because child poverty is something we've heard about for so long now that we just think, oh, that's a shame, and move on. Is it because, thankfully, I've never been in a situation where I've considered myself to be living in poverty? And so if it doesn't affect me, then it's just another story in the news. Is that why? Is it because, I've got to test myself on this one, is it because I have some sort of unconscious bias that makes me think someone living in poverty only has themselves to blame? As far as I'm aware, I don't think that way, but who knows? Could be an unconscious bias. Um, You know, scratching my head, have I become so conditioned to the fact that kids in New Zealand do sleep in cars and motels and do go to school hungry? Have I become so used to that that whenever I hear about it, I just thank my lucky stars that that's not my life and I move on to the next thing? Why, for example, is it only Christmas time when I think about giving stuff to the food bank? Because it makes me feel good during the happiest time of the year. But then at the same time, I was more than happy a few weeks back to shell out money and go to a concert to raise money for areas recovering from Cyclone Gabriel. You see, it doesn't make sense, does it? I don't make sense. And we've got politicians banging on about reading, writing and maths and how... The education system is no longer in the top ten in the world and how outrageous that is. And so we're going to have boot camps at school and you will do one hour of maths, one hour of reading, one hour of writing every day. Yes, sir. 
where's the outrage about the fact that one in ten of these kids, probably more of them, where's the outrage that they're living in poverty? I'm not hearing it. And what does National think one hour of maths, reading and writing every day is going to do for these kids when they don't even know where the next meal's coming from? Yes, I know the government has had its serious face on when it comes to child poverty and even has a child poverty reduction minister, which I think on the basis of the stats that came out yesterday, by the way, the Prime Minister needs to take out the reduction part of that job title and put it on the bonfire. But either way, I think it's well and truly time to admit that this so-called village is failing big time when it comes to our collective contribution and doing our bit for all kids in this country. And I think we're doing a crappy job. For more from Canterbury Mornings with John McDonald, listen live to News Talks at B Christchurch from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.